Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Smash Pop. Hello and welcome to SmashPod, a podcast celebrating all the Bond films by those who enjoy, hate, or just aren't asked about them. Hosted by me, John Rain. We will be delving deeply into Bond, tackling a different film each episode with an exciting guest by my side. Episode 11 appears with the tedious inevitability of an unloved season. <laughs> yes, it's Moonraker, and my special guest this week in studio is the comedian, writer, landlord, and big brother Alan, Al Murray, who can be found on Twitter as at Al Murray. Hello, Al. Hi. How are you? I'm, I'm very well. It's exciting being inside this podcast. I've been listening to it, so hmm. to actually be in it is, feels like a moment of arrival. Many, in many ways, like when Bond docks that space shuttle. Yes. Automatically, he doesn't do it himself, obviously. No. No, not the euphemism. No, the no, about the only non-euphemism <laughs> in the entire film. So, th- <laughs> so this is your favourite Bond film, isn't By it? By miles, yeah. Mm. Um, and one of my sort of favourite standby standard bank holiday films. You know, triumvirate of this, Where Eagles Dare, and Zulu, maybe. Hmm. I think not. There's not a film called Zulu. Maybe that's a different. <laughs> that film, was the third it? one. <laughs> Zulu dogs. Should we Zulu fight Lens. them? Nah. <laughs> Wait till they've gone away. <laughs> no, I, I absolutely love this film, and yeah. um, it, it, for me, it's like it's it's your um, it's the perfect Bond film. Hmm. It's the best Bond film, and it's the perfect Bond film. And it's almost like um, if you'll forgive me to quote Napoleon. Napoleon said, "How a man sees the world when he's eighteen is that's normal." Yeah, he says something like this. I didn't. I'm not getting exactly right. But he says, but I think Moonrake is the first Bond film I saw properly all the way through in one go. Yeah. So that to me is a normal Bond film. That's the state of what a Bond film should be. It's a, it's perfect equilibrium. All the elements, everything around it isn't quite right. Everything further and further away from it definitely isn't right. Yes, I think you're right. I think well. It's it's kind of it kind of all comes together perfectly at this point. Like yeah. the, the franchise is ticking along nicely, and at this point they think, "Fuck it, we'll go to space." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the thing is, is obviously when I saw it, I didn't think they've gone to space because Star Wars was such a big success at the box office last mm. summer, and it's time for us to move away from the black exploitation films we've been ripping off, right? Which is what you read on IMDb. Yeah. I just thought, you know, when I was however I was twelve when I was or ten, I, I don't know how old I must have been when I saw it. Brilliant! It's got a space shuttle in. Awesome! They're going to space. They got lasers. Hmm. Not oh, you know, like they're oh, they're robbing off this, and this must be the reason why. Oh, who cares? Yeah, space, incredible me, space because it's space shuttles. Yeah, and part of me was thinking, I wish they'd do something like this again. Having lived through the last ten years of Bond. Well, yeah. the thing is, is it would it would fit the curve, wouldn't it? Because hmm. the reboot's always the sort of modest movie, isn't it? Is the yeah. one where they they're trying the actor out, they're trying out exactly the extent to which he has to save the world or the depth of the evil scheme. And then two or three in, you, they go for broke, don't they? It's yeah. what they're meant to do. But they haven't, have they, no. lately? But I don't want to get bogged down in um, current Bond. No, I always do, and I have to edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> I'll be ruining it for later on. But the, what's interesting for me about this film is it starts off 
that with a, a, a space shuttle fucking a plane. Yep. Which is quite pretentious. Yeah, 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 made. yeah. The other thing is, this film is all about fucking. Yeah. From from the very beginning, there's a space shuttle that fucks a plane so hard the plane explodes. <laughs> <laughs> That 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 uh, and that's pretty much the theme of the the film because any generally women that Bond fuck in general uh, die. Yeah. So it's like Bond is the shuttle, the shuttle is Bond. <laughs> Literally, if you wanted to get sort of metaphorical about this, the whole thing's like one giant self-informing loop. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. It's almost like Bond could poison the world at the end with his penis or something. Mm. And he's zapping it with his cock. It's kind of like he's having one of those strangle wanks. <laughs> it's like, it's a two-hour strangle wank. <laughs> this is also the only Bond film that's not 20 minutes too long. Yeah, I agree, yeah. Even The Spy Who Loved Me sags a bit at the end. Yeah. Yeah, and this one's in and out, as it were, quite nicely. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I mean, uh, the thing is, is, I mean, I've rewatched this several times, various hotel rooms, uh, in the last sort of four or five weeks. Yeah. And the thing that really, I mean, the, the first things first, you know, if you're, if you're 10 or 12 watching this, what on earth do you think sex is? I don't know. Well, exactly. I still don't know. Well, well, <laughs> he has sex with people to get information out of them. Hmm. He could just ask. If you took Bond's approach to life, he went out on the street and tried to sort of ask for directions using sex. It's, it's such an odd... I mean, but this is the thing about this period of Bond. Stop asking questions, sit yeah. back and enjoy a ride. Absolutely, yeah. Because not only does he ask, you know, have sex with people when he's asking them things, it's like when he's got nothing to do. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what should we do now? Yeah. And he starts undressing them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, actually, that actually happens. He says, what can you do when you've got five hours to kill in Brazil and you can't samba? Yeah. Would learn to samba. Yeah. <laughs> that would be brilliant if that was the next scene, her teaching you how to samba. <laughs> Thanks very much. Do you fancy having sex? No, not really. No. All right. Also, five hours. Yeah. Come off it. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Unless it's Sting. <laughs> that's him just getting started. Um, but also what's portentous is that at the end of the uh, wonderful opening sequence where mm. Bond jumps out of the plane, mm. gets the fat back... Yeah. Because he's got a parachute, but we're not supposed yeah. to know he's got a parachute. Yeah. You know, in much the same way when people are on fire, they put on weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jaws falls to his death into a circus tent, except, you know, obviously, spoiler alert, he doesn't yeah. die. Yeah. But the camera zooms in on his dick. Yes, yeah. As he's spinning towards the screen, the yes. camera stops on his dick and it says, Albert R. Broccoli presents. <laughs> and I'm like, that's good, because Jaws later on finds a lady. So is this actually a Jaws film and not a Bond film at all? Well, he's, he's the one with the arc in it, isn't he? I suppose, yeah, he's the one, yeah. He starts well, the, off a baddie, thinks, hang on, this is wrong, finds, yeah. finds Dolly, yeah, which is a great name for a girl <laughs> that you've just randomly met in Rio. <laughs> What's your name? Is it, like, something South American? No, Dolly. Dolly. All right. And, um, yeah, he falls in love with her and then sees Drax's plan. Yeah. He's like, hang on. But nevertheless remains on the mortally destroyed spaceship. But then Bond does that line, doesn't he, about saying, oh, don't worry about them, they'll land, they'll be fine. <laughs> and that's talking to the audience, that is. Yeah. That's like yeah, that yeah. bit in Austin Powers where Michael York goes, oh, and everyone at home, don't worry, don't worry about, about this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it is, because the thing is, because is, uh, I saw this first, when I see the spy who loved me, I think, well, what's Jules, do- what's Jules doing in this? Hmm. He died in the spaceship, because I don't remember the, because I didn't go to the cinema when I was, you know, when these were coming out, I don't remember these in order. I don't. Yeah. I remember the order I saw them in, not in the order they were released. No one does as a kid. They were no. on all the time. Yeah, they're on yeah. all the time, and and it doesn't matter because they're not bothering to try and tell us there's any continuity here, which I love about these films. Yes, I mean they tried to do it in the early Connery ones. I've discovered through watching them sequentially, yeah. they've put little Easter eggs, as they call them these days, in there. Really? So, like, when you're beginning from Russia with Love, Bond is with Sylvia Trench. That's like his girlfriend. Oh, right. Little bits like that. But this one's, I don't, I don't care. Why would you? Yeah. Like you say, everybody he meets dies. And, yeah. and Felix is different every time you see him. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. There's yeah. an element of denial in Bond, which you have to go hand in hand with to enjoy it. Well, yeah. Especially as Bond looks different <laughs> all the time. And, you know, as they go on, if he was the same person, he'd be like 100 years old now. Well, he would be, yeah. He would, well, how old is Connery? Connery well, must he's be nearly 90. Coming up to 90, yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't that that would be unfeasible. It would. People thought View to a Kill was bad. <laughs> he was ninety years old. But isn't that the? I mean, you say that a View to a Kill is bad. Yeah, I almost feel that all Bond films peaked with Moonraker. That it's been downhill ever since. Mm, I yeah, I can, I can see where you're coming from, but I like View to a Kill. 
Right, of course you do. <laughs> Why? Because it's fun. It's fun. Because oh, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. But he's too old, isn't it? That is the point where he is too old. Yeah, but this goes back to what you were saying before, isn't it? Stop asking questions. Oh, yeah, sorry. Why would a 64-year-old man <laughs> be a secret agent? Just don't worry about it. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Sp- no, you're right. You're right. Sorry, I've, I was contradicting myself there. I'm going to backpedal from, uh, from that. Yeah, he looks brilliant in that film. Well, <laughs> let's not go that far. <laughs> he looks good in this one. He's yes, no, too. Well, he's spot. The thing is, is this is what's so great about this. He is absolutely what he should be. If Bond, if Bond's not a proper secret agent, if he's not like Smiley and like having to go to phone boxes and take calls, if he's a bloke who glides from hotel to hotel, hmm. Venice to somewhere in California that's actually France or or whatever, hmm. or the vice versa, it doesn't matter, does it? No. Also, Drax is a grown man, like a late middle-aged man, isn't he? So it's like these proper silverback men engaged in global destruction, rather than, rather than like... <coughs> so it's gone down the wrong way. <coughs> Talking about Bond again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you know what I mean? And, and yeah. so I think it makes sense that he's 52. Yeah. And I'll buy it. But you don't question it. You wouldn't... No. I only looked it up because I'd looked it up in the previous film. Yeah. But there's, there's one moment when he's in the G-Force machine, you know, where he's going yeah. mad in that. I thought, that, that's how he looks in View to a Kill. <laughs> it's like they're trying to say it's to a you. flash forward yeah. stay with the franchise and this is what you'll get <laughs> spinning out of control and looking very old but yeah it doesn't matter and the only reason I looked it up is because I was just curious as to because I know that he took a, he took the role on in his mid 40s yeah but he looked great for it yeah he looked great long enough yeah. and, the, and the thing is he's also Daniel Craig's what he must be 48, 49 now yeah and there is now a thing that if the, the people... And Brad Pitt is 50, isn't he? Yeah. There's this thing that film stars are try, meant to try hanging on look, looking young. Tom Cruise, nearly 60. Exactly. <laughs> Rather than... <laughs> shut up. He is. <laughs> Rather than looking, you know, like, like men in their 50s used to. Yeah. They look like, like they've never done a day's work in their life or they've just been in the gym. Yeah. Whereas Roger Moore had clearly lain around on sun lounges too much. I mean, it's that kind of man holding his tummy in yeah. thing that was... Fine in films then, and no one cared because your daddy would hold his tummy in at the beach. I mean, it's like it's it's this whole six pack thing that we've got now. That's a, that's the that's the fantasy. They should bring them back, shouldn't they? Yeah. Give us all a chance. <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked it that um, when Bond is in that G force machine mm. and he thinks he's going to die. Yeah, the last thought that goes through your mind is quite beautiful. Is of Q. Yeah, and yeah. a horse's bum. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, th- that is a beautiful thing. It is beautiful that Q has actually come up with exactly the gadget he needs. It tends to do that. An unpredicted situation. But they, I'd be quite upset if, if I went to heaven and, you know, St. Peter said to me, what was the last thing that went through your mind? And I said, Q. Q's fat fucking pig hands. <laughs> he has got the worst hands. No, he's, a, he's appalling hands. Yeah. But, they're, they're, but that's years of spilt solder and... Things blowing up in his hands. Oh, God, there we go again. Spilt solder. Things blowing up in his hands. You know what I mean? And he's, he's a craftsman. He's a... I think we all know what you mean. <laughs> I want to ask you a question, seriously. Yeah, yeah. NASA, mm. why are they lending out doctors and space shuttles all of a sudden? It must be an exchange programme. Yeah, because them at the beginning goes, oh, we lost this shuttle we borrowed from NASA. And then Goodhead's like, I'm on loan from NASA. Yeah. They've um, got like a league table situation. Well, and also, and, and Drax is just making space shuttles, lending them to people that then get lent on. Yeah. It's, it's like um, it's a rock shop. Bi- it's, it's a terrible business model, isn't it? What yeah, we will build you a shuttle, but uh, give it to someone else, don't worry about it. Yeah, what have you got? I've got Game of Life. What have you got? Shuttle. <laughs> yeah, it's not a very good business model, but luckily he doesn't really seem to care because he's going upstairs, isn't he? Well, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Money's shit to him. Money is shit to him. Although his global... It is the same plan. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, Stromberg, trans- isn't it's transferred it? from the sea to space, but yeah. It's the same but plan. he hasn't got space hands. Stromberg's got his webbed hands. Yes, he does have his webbed, his webbed hands. <laughs> It'd be better if Drax had, like, alien hands. <laughs> like E.T. Oh, just a probe, a pair of probes <laughs> that he would gently probe you with. That sounds quite erotic. <laughs> Whilst giving you some of those lovely monologues. <laughs> He's great, though, isn't he? I yeah. mean, the, the, the other thing is, surrounded with great people, isn't he, in this film? Roger yeah. Moore. Yeah, he is. I mean, they're, they're all really good. I can't remember, can never remember name. The woman who plays um, Holly Goodhead. Is it <laughs> oh, a woman. Um, a woman. <laughs> a woman. I've yeah. forgotten her name now. That's but she's great. Yeah, she is. She's, she's not sort of 19. It's not like, um, 
Which is the one with Denise Richards in where she's... The world is not enough. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and I know and the thing is, it is arguably uh, not right to say that you look at Denise Richards, you say she can't possibly be an atomic bomb scientist and the sisterhood would be right probably to have an issue with me saying that. But come off, she's not fucking... Atomic bomb science. I would she? say it would be right to say that, but however, her be- behaviour makes you think. <laughs> but again, that's for another but you know, day. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, so she, and she's fantastic in it. She's not. She, you know, they made her a CIA agent and everything. They, they're like, she's a, quite strong. She's yeah. It's good to see a strong woman in a Bond film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and then but then the woman in Brazil, who yeah. he has to learn the samba with. That's a mm. different. She's sort of twelve, and it's that I find that that's the bit where I go. Yeah. But that's reminded me again that Jaws, right? Mm. He's 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 just not he's not his head's not in the game. No, because he goes to bite her. This bit I know we're jumping a bit. Yeah, yeah, he goes yeah. to bite her. Bond comes down and kicks him in the tummy. Yeah, right. And he's a bit like, hang, hang on a minute. And then this gang of people come along and like, come and have a party. And he resists for a second and thinks, yeah, all right. What is that going gone there? Is he thinking I can't kill? I'll have to kill all these fucking people. That's what he's thinking. <laughs> Only got a little mouth. Because <laughs> <laughs> he has. <laughs> He's a big man, but his mouth's full of metal. Can't exactly bite them all in one go. So anyway, sorry, we were ju- we are jumping around. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. It's good to jump yeah. around sometimes. As um, House of Pain. Yeah, they did say that. They yeah. did say that. <laughs> but we're talking about Drax. Yeah, his monologues are fantastic. Yeah, and he's got those dogs, and he's properly menacing. Yeah, and it is a proper. I mean, I quite like it that the evil scheme adds up. That would work, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, you'd have to stay in space for quite a while. It holds water, unlike yeah. I Love Me, uh, yeah, ironically. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he's at least got the right industry to be doing It's like they've actually... It's like they thought, well, we'll thrash this out properly. You know, we'll, we'll have him building the space shuttles, and he's not... Then it's sort of all figured. Well, talking of thrashing out, this again has been written by Christopher Wood, who wrote the Confessions movie. Yes, yeah. yeah. Well, which, which, which explains... Why so much of it is basically sex, sex, yeah. and also that that the line that well, a woman, mm-hmm. which is like that's the seventies, isn't it? Yeah, oh, it's possibly my sexual politics. Probably is. It's informed you <laughs> the most. The bit where he bums M over the desk is a bit, <laughs> bit much. No, as with the spy, love me. It's, yeah. it's missing Tony Booth shacking someone in a shed. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that is absent. But yeah, yeah but Drax is Drax mm. is great, and mm. um, that scene where he releases the dogs and all that. I mean, it's, it's yeah. it operates with some menace, which I think mm. a lot of them just don't. No, you wouldn't mess with Drax. No, especially with the the dog bits, horrendous. Yeah, yeah. But he does buy the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Why? Well, that's not explained. It's, that's just the kind of guy he is, isn't it? He says, why didn't he buy the Eiffel Tower? Because he, he, he did, but they wouldn't let him have a permit to have it in the land or something. <laughs> why the fuck would you want it? <laughs> well, it's the big dick, isn't it? It's, it? I suppose so. Yeah. That sounds like a logistical nightmare. It does sound like a, a... Yeah, and the people would notice that it had gone. Yeah. Wouldn't they? They'd go, where's the Eiffel Tower? I came here for this. <laughs> what would they replace it with? <laughs> This is the thing. Drax doesn't care, does he? He's go- like you say, he's going upstairs. It doesn't matter. He hasn't thought it through. He hasn't thought that through. No. There's proper acting, I thought, from Roger Moore. When he comes out of the G-Force machine, yeah. he gives a proper turn there. Yeah, yeah. He staggers about. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, you're right. And he's like, get, get off. Yeah. And he gives that but that, look. But, there is, but the thing is, I mean, I know these, these films are ridiculous, but there is, they do actually bother with the menace, isn't it? See that Mr. Bond comes to some harm. You know, it's yeah. like, that's exactly... It's spot on, isn't it? And the, 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 you know, can I press you to a cucumber sandwich? That's all great, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And he's, he says no, doesn't he? Yeah. Bond doesn't eat the tea. He's just ungrateful. Probably. I mean, he's there to apologise about the space shuttle, isn't he? Yeah. That, it, it, yeah. But they know he's a spy already, don't they? I mean, it's yeah. the... Because this is, all, this is the, always the thing with Bond films, isn't it? What a shit secret agent. He's a shit secret agent. He is shit at this. Mm. Unless this is a kind of secret agent in, we don't know about... <laughs> Where they all do know who he, they all do know each other, and he's got a camera with 007 written on it. Yeah, I know, <laughs> <laughs> which you wouldn't have, would you? you? Well, you might not, unless you it's this it different, this different espionage world. It's a different, different through level. the looking glass of secret. Yeah, like obvious agent. Yeah, they all know. Oh, that's the secret bloke. He's here now, right? And they all know that about about each other. Don't say anything. He thinks he's secret. <laughs> don't, don't. He'll be really upset. Well, but isn't that? Because he's always, you know, in the early Connery films, at least make an effort, the idea that he's been sent by the Foreign Office and all that. You know, Doctor No, he's in sort of investigating, isn't he? Yeah. This, he turns up, and he's obviously, he's obviously, I don't know, because I'm not a spy. Are you not? No, despite um, 
being a EUSSR Lib Lab Ziocon. Lord with your own grounds, yeah, all that fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, despite all that, I don't, I don't know anything about Spike. So maybe this is how. They, maybe this is the greatest double bluff of all time. This is actually how spies conduct themselves. It's potentially with monogrammed cameras and. They do cheat a bit in these ones because you know, like you say, with the early Connery ones, he had to do a bit of detective work. Yeah. And these ones, they cheat because when M always, whenever everyone says to him, "Do you know about this?" he then literally reads off a whole Wikipedia entry <laughs> about does. them. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, well, that's an expedition." Well done, James. Yeah. 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 The thing is, there's so much to love in this film. I feel oh, because because I mean, I've listened to some of these podcasts, and some people have run some of these Bond movies down. Yeah, I know. They won't be on again. <laughs> happy with it no i, I love i love bond just bits of entertainment you know get over yeah. yourself yeah i mean yeah some of them are there to be laughed at but that's what they're for basically yeah yeah but then i mean yeah so drax is i think he's he's workable his henchman i mean we're still in the 70s aren't we because it's a, he's basically it's a kung fu oriental villain yeah. guy whose job is to kill yeah and be killed yeah that's basically it yeah he doesn't even say any lines. No, I don't think he, he doesn't say a word, does he? No, he doesn't. I don't think he even screams when he gets thrown out of a window. No, I don't think he does. And that bit where he gets thrown out of the window and falls on the piano. Yeah. And Bond says, play it again, Sam. Yeah. Been brilliant there if someone would have stood up in the orchestra and gone, actually. Actually, I think you're fine. He didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> that would have made that scene perfect. <laughs> yeah, but there you go. Now you're doing what you're, you're supposed to just sit back and enjoy the ride. Yeah. There yeah. you go, you know, you nitpick. I know, sorry. He's too old! As well, just shout that out at the same time. But he 52. doesn't look old in this. He doesn't. No, he doesn't. No, he looks spot on. No, my point is he's 52 and he doesn't look old. Well, a bit. Well, he looks like a 50... He looks like a man in his 50s should look. Yeah. Experienced. Debonair. Like debonair. Top of his game. But probably one last rodeo. Yeah. This should have been his last rodeo, yeah, shouldn't it? should have been, yeah. What was it after this, was it? Fewer eyes only. All oh, right. And then... He was basically after this on like a rolling contract, yeah. so there will be always a slim chance he won't do it. So they kept screen testing, like Lewis Collins, <laughs> Sam Neill. Really? Yeah. Sam Neill? Before Living Daylight, Sam Neill got a screen test. He'd have been phenomenal. He would have been amazing. Yeah. But they wanted Dalton. Right. Yeah, and they, also, that's what um, they got. Yeah. <laughs> and also, James Brolin had a screen test. James Brolin, yeah, not James Bolum. No, not James Bolum. He'd have been amazing. <laughs> that would have been f- fucking brilliant. <laughs> Do you want a signature gun? I've only got four. Um, yeah, James... Oh, I don't want to say it right. Brolin. Brolin. For octopusy, he had a screen really? test. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because there's octopus, isn't there? You see, because... Uh, mm, I always forget octopus. I always forget it, yeah. yeah. There's that great stunt with the jet, isn't there, where he flies it through the building. Yeah. I remember that being on Blue Peter, but I remember then not seeing the film. Yeah, which was in a horse's ass. Yes, it was actually in the horse's ass. Yeah. This is clearly... That could have also been the last thing he saw, was that horse's ass, couldn't it? <laughs> when it comes back to haunt him. So. <laughs> when Bond's life flashes before his eyes. Yeah. Lots of horse's asses. <laughs> there's, there's a bit in this I question Drax, actually, amongst mm-hmm. other things. But you know when he brings Bond out and says, do you shoot pheasants? Yeah. And secretly his man's gone in the tree. Yeah. And he says, oh, you missed. Yeah. Because Bond shoots. And then Bond says, did I? And the man falls out. Ah! And Drax like is basically like, all right, see you later then. Yeah. Just lets him go. Yeah. I think, well, the game's up. He knows that you're trying to kill him. Why not just strangle him? Well, set the dogs on him. Yeah. Well, because obviously they're trying to make it look like a, an accident, a shooting accident. Just yeah. shoot him. Yeah. So it was an accident. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or like push him off a cliff but and say a, he fell. But there are, there, I mean, the thing is, I mean, I think maybe why I loved this film so much when I was a kid mm. is because a lot of the storytelling is, is literally how kids tell stories. So it's um, Bond goes to Jax's. Uh, um, palace, and then he meets a girl, and then he opens a safe, and then he goes back to a room, and then he gets up in the morning, and then he goes shooting, and then they try to shoot him, and then that, it's it's just and then and then and then it's just a series of one thing after another, yeah. rather than there's no kind of impetus to any of it. But I'd like to see after that, Drax goes, no, let him go. I've got an idea, right? <laughs> Tomorrow he's going to be on a gondola. <laughs> I want a knife thrower. <laughs> well, well, also what that, that I mean, the gondola thing. The gondola is that's. That is peak Bond. That bit of the film. So he goes to Venice. He needs to look for that glassware, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, the glass. hexagon glass. Yeah, the hexagon glass, that yeah. plant. Right, okay, brilliant. That's actual... Yeah. That's all. He needs to leave the one place to go to the other place. Brilliant, mm-hmm. right? That's storytelling. Yeah. Then he finds it, doesn't he? Yeah. And then he just goes and sits on a gondola. Yeah, with doesn't his mate back, Franco. Yeah. Doesn't go back to his hotel room. No. Doesn't radio base. No. He just sort of goes for a... Maybe he had a cornetto or something. Well, maybe. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I mean... That is, I mean, have you been to Venice? No. It's 
phenomenally expensive to hire a gondola and be, and be punted around, right? But not if you make your own. <laughs> but even then, I mean, and you go to things, I've, I did think about this quite, quite a lot. Good. Um, Piazza San Marco, right? Yeah. Which is where he comes up in a hovercraft gondola. Yeah. And a pigeon does a double take. Does he? Well, a pigeon... Is made to is look helped, like... <laughs> helped, helped to do a double take. Yeah. But do you think they tried? I reckon they did. I think they did. I think they spent a whole afternoon with a, yeah. or a day with a pigeon. There was probably a bloke going, look, I've got this pigeon, he can do a double take. <laughs> and they tried all day and it wouldn't work. So we'll fix it in and post, The pigeon don't worry. was on more money than one of the, one of the actors. That'll be the... When we, I remember on the Harry Hill show, there was a, there was a dog and all everyone grumbling that the dog was on more money than us. But I think Burt Kwok started that rumour, but that's the... Different story. Is this an exclusive? Can you confirm the yes, dog? Yes, I can one confirm on... that the that there was a rumor that the dog was on more money than everyone else. <laughs> but you can't confirm if it was true. I can't confirm if it's true because Burt Quat made it up and he used to make stuff up. Did he? Yeah. That. Yeah. This is linked to Bond because he's in. Well, yeah, he's exactly. in three of them exactly. technically. He's in three, yeah, but always dubbed. Yeah, he was dubbed in one. Right. He wasn't dubbed in Goldfinger. I don't. You think. sure? Pretty sure. Um, yeah. yeah, so Bert will be here, oh, the dog's on more money than the rest of us. <laughs> like that. You're like, all right, Bob, but whatever, you know, whatever. Mm. Um, anyway, no, but the, he drives into Piazza San Marco. Yeah. There's no way out of there that isn't like a, an archway yeah. that, like a, that could probably take three people, four people abreast. So you've got to assume that what he does is he drives it to one of those archways, yeah. blocks the archway with the gondola, jumps off and, and then runs. There's, there is nowhere... For Bond to go. No. From drive... I mean, it's spectacular. Make no mistake. Mm. And the times I've been there, you stand and you think, there's where he came up on it. There's where he came up on a hovercraft gondola. But there's no... He, he can't go anywhere. He could turn... He could do a figure of eight and drive back into the water. But that would be suicide, wouldn't That it? would be suicide. Although they've already... They've fallen in, haven't they? Uh, I was point. going to say, we never find out, because as soon as he goes in the land, they're all like... Oh, oh well, never mind. Let yeah. it go. <laughs> yeah. And, and given that you've got to get on and off Venice itself... Yeah. It'd be quite easy to seal the exits and... Yeah, they just give up. They just give up, don't they? Uh, every henchman Drax has hired in this film just can't be asked. Apart from Ch- Chang, I think his name yeah, is. Yeah. yeah, but maybe they know that all humanity is set to die. Yeah. What's the fucking point? Yeah. And they've been paid a million dollars for each potential hit. Mm-hmm. Where am um, I going to spend that? Exactly. I mean, yeah. that maybe that's what Jaws does in Rio when he, when he thinks, nah, fuck this. I've, got, go I've got a bird now. Yeah. Don't need anything else. Yeah. Yeah, they gave me half up. How many girlfriends do you think he's had? Jaws? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Unpaid for. I don't know, but he's had his teeth kicked in several times, so it could be many. He's over seven foot tall, and it's going to be difficult to... He was a comedy actor, wasn't he? Was he? Was it Richard Keel? He was in Cannonball Run 2. Oh, okay, there you go. There you go. (laughs) He's a comedy actor then. Sorted. (laughs) And he's in um, this. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's the most elaborate attempt in a life ever, is getting a knife thrower to hide in a coffin and then try and throw the knives at him. I just got the logistics of that. I mean, forget bringing the Eiffel Tower over. Well, and they've got to be in the right canal at the right time with yeah. him going past. And the thing is, is it's a, a you know a labyrinth of canals. I mean, it, it, why not just machine gun him from the from one of the walkways? Yeah, but we've got a film to make here. Yeah, absolutely. We're entertaining people. We're doing it again, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're yeah, thinking yeah, too yeah. much about it. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure there was an Alfie Bass comic cameo. Really? Well, obviously, there's the man from The Spy Who Loved Me who does the uh, drinking the wine and then yeah, looking yeah, at the yeah, wine yeah. bottle. He's in it again. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure when he goes over, the, when he kills the knife thrower, pretty sure a bloke walks over the bridge and looks, and I'm sure it's Alfie Bass. I think you're right. Either that or it's someone who looks exactly like him. Well, it's not unlikely, is it? No. He's probably in Venice on holiday. Yeah. But the Venice stuff is amazing. I mean, this is the other thing. This film completely delivers on um, spectacle, yeah. locations, it looks amazing. Yeah. It's beautifully shot. Yeah. Especially when he goes to... Um, when he's on his speedboat. What's it called? Space. <laughs> oh, the space stuff. Beautifully shot. <laughs> yeah, no, anyway, go on. No, go on. No, when he's on his speedboat. Oh, yeah, in Brazil. Yeah. And, that, and he's going over that waterfall and there's a rainbow behind yeah. him. It's just stunning. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's none, you can't say they skimped on visuals. I mean, even the space stuff. No, the space stuff. Well, we'll get to that because that's just, I mean, you know, amazing, really. Um, but did you know about the Steven Spielberg trivia for this film? Well, it's the wah 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 wah, yeah. wah isn't it for the for the lab? Yeah, broccoli phones him and says, "Can we use that?" Because we think it'll be a funny joke. And Spielberg says, "Yeah, no problem." And a few years later, they're making Goonies and they want to use the Bond theme. So Spielberg rings up and says, "Can I use the Bond theme?" Really? And broccoli's like, "Yep," because you let us use this. Wow. See, I've I don't know that I've seen Goonies. What? Fair enough. I don't know if I've seen it. So, so for me, the winners in that situation yeah. is the James Bond outfit. Well, yeah, it's, it's used in a better way than the yeah. Goonies used the Bond theme. 
But anyway, let's It's very odd to think that E.T. and Moonraker are essentially a contemporary, though, isn't it? Yeah. Two comp- uh, as competing aesthetic approaches to, <laughs> to I, I guess, family entertainment. They couldn't be any more different, could they? No. And the E.T. sets itself in a grittily realistic world with an alien in, mm. whereas Moonraker's... Sets itself in a gritty, realistic world <laughs> with a hover vo- a gondola. <laughs> They're very alike. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and Bob gives a few a few people the finger. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The thing is, I mean, I really am bothered by that Piazza San Marco thing, because there is no way out of there. Not in, I mean, there's no way out of there in, in, in a mini. No. Right? You're doing, you're doing it again. Sorry, yeah. You're doing it again. Yeah, it does my head in. Can't, can't go it's there. It's the one bit where I go, oh, no, come on. Yeah, then Bond murders two people just by being a clumsy prick. Yeah. Because he has a go at the uh, glass thing. Yeah. And puts it very precariously on the side of something. Yeah. And then watches them die. Yes, he does, doesn't he? <laughs> but you get the feeling that Bond's watched, a, he's watched an awful lot of people die. So yeah. you think, oh, oh, well, all right. Yeah, that's right. Let that go. Well, let that, well, let that go. Yeah. I mean, how many, does he, how many people does he actually kill in this film? Well, he kills Chang. Yep. Those two scientists. Yep. Fuck, how many people die in space? I've no idea. Hundreds, isn't it? Yeah. This has got to be the one with the most kills. Yeah, a great big body count. Yeah. You only offs the um, the knife thrower. Yeah. Knife thrower's assistant, does it? No, he just he just falls in, doesn't he? I think he just falls in, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he might be, like, really bad swimmer or allergic to some of the stuff in the... Yeah, well, that's, all of that. All of that's possible. Yeah. Yeah, no, but those scientists, they do. He just watches them die in yeah. front of him. You've got to think, though, Drax's operation to clear that lab out. Yeah, he does a really good job, doesn't he? Yeah, incredible. Again, logistically good. Yeah, yeah, he's sound. It'd be better if when those scientists were died, if it cut back to Bond and he just like opened a bag of Monster Munch. <laughs> <laughs> having a little eat. Little Cheerio chaps. Yeah. Nothing I can do. I'll just have a little, <laughs> have the snack if you don't mind. But the bit where he fights Chang, though, going back to that, it did remind me a bit of Cluzo versus Kato. Yeah. Because also, Bond's taken to that factory, the glass place, just before, and they do this, oh. this vase is oh. worth this much. And it was like, ah, here's a tour down. of everything Bond's about to smash yeah. up. Yeah, I mean, when films, I mean, action movies often do that, don't they? They, mm. often, they often basically provide you with a shopping list of things that will come back yeah. later on and be used, possibly in violent ways. But to do it basically five minutes before, rather than give you, you know, an hour for the, or an hour and a half for the idea to sink in and... You know, they recall it in the third act. To do it just five minutes before, and obviously in Pinewood and not, or, or wherever they shot it. Yeah, I think they shot this in France. They did, didn't they? That's yeah. right, yeah. Which is why all that Californian stuff's in France, isn't it? Yes, that's why they say, he brought this French chateau to California. From France. Yeah, brick, yeah, brick by, by brick. brick. <laughs> Funny that. <laughs> we didn't film it in France. <laughs> but, yeah, but he's very thorough, Drax. That's the, I think that that lab, the complexity of it, mm. and then and then it's it's gone. There's not even a There's not even a... Hint of it, is it? No. It's quite brilliant. And he's just sat behind the desk. Yeah. Saying, what are you doing here? And with menace. I mean, this is the thing. For all the floating hovercraft, gondola shit. I don't mind the floating hovercraft. Oh, okay. right. It's just 
that it won't. Does get, it bother you? It does. It, it, I've got no because because I, he can't get out of that. Well, because I stopped. I stopped. What I did was I stopped to think about it. Yeah, having been there, that it's oh, not possible. You could do that with all Bond films, though. You could, right. but just this one was really was really. You know, he goes me. to space and fires lasers. Yeah, that's all right. Is that all right? Well, that's what you do in space. You Is fire it? lasers, isn't it? I didn't know that. Right, well, there you are. You see. Oh, all right. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but you have to question Drax again, though, because yeah. he, if I remember rightly, he, well, takes... he knows. He seems to know M, doesn't he? Yeah. So what the fuck's going on there? Yeah, sex games. Well, yeah, because there's the thing about Bond and M going to Hong Kong. To Hong Kong, they're clearly getting we're, up to something. We're not allowed to hear that. Yeah. So I think M's into serious shit because in this film, he obviously he died very shortly afterwards. <laughs> he doesn't look very well. No, he doesn't. He looks very pale. They've all got that look of. Um, Men who've been drinking since 1943. Yeah. Saw something horrible on a convoy. He literally hasn't stopped drinking since 1943. <laughs> Maybe that's why Q's got such a giant hand. Just, <laughs> just full of whiskey. Full of booze. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Drax takes, the, he takes a phone call and he's like, oh, yes, hire him. Yeah. And then you see Jaws going through the metal detector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would you hire him? Well, I suppose because he knows what Bond looks like. I suppose. Maybe Jaws is... Yeah, I'll kill James Bond this time. This is Jaws the Revenge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Would have been a much better film. <laughs> He'd have followed it to the Bahamas. The thing is, when he goes through that metal detector, yeah. all he does is smile and they let him through. Like, I'll kill you if you don't let me through. How's that work? That's not how airports work, is it? If you say, I'll kill you um, when you get to security, they, they tend to take... Well, they shoot you, wouldn't they? They shoot you. They don't take a shine to you. They don't go, oh, <laughs> what a character. Well, the guy kind of backs away, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Fucking coward. Yeah. I hope he got shot. Well, maybe he did. It's Brazil. <laughs> well, it's not Brazil, is it? No, it's probably Brazil. Well, they are from, they're in Brazil for some of it, aren't they? There's that really great thing I love for movies of that period where it switches between the set and the, and the location. Yeah. And they don't give a fuck. <laughs> right? They just don't give a fuck. <laughs> Makes it look like at uh, times like Dad's Army, you know that, that thing with Dad's Army where they where they would shoot the um, location stuff on film yeah. and everything else on videotape mm. in a studio, like done as a play in the evening, basically. Yeah, uh, which must mean they had they must have had to film all that stuff in one go. It couldn't change. Yeah, no matter what rewrites they did, the bit that they filmed. So Bond films have that look sometimes, and that cable car scene does veer wildly between uh, the set. The actor that Jaws is gesturing at, like speeding up and slowing down the cable cars, yeah. and the real place. And the stuntman. And the stuntman. Who wasn't tied on, fucking lunatic. That's, he- that's health and safety gone mad. It is. All those, st- I mean, it's like the skydiving at the start. They're actually doing all that. That's what yeah. the other thing I really love. Although you do get that really heavy join between the location, that, you know, the set they're going to blow up and then the, um, the actual location. All the stunts happened, and you know, there's no this CGI. We can see the CGI. It's, no, it's awesome. That's why they're such brilliant. These ones, particularly the '70s ones, they were yeah. really like, right, we're going to out stunt ourselves in the yeah. next one. And I know after this one, they just completely dialed it down to bring it back to earth and save money. But yeah, I mean, yeah. this and the Spy Love Me got some great stunts. Yeah, yeah, and the skydiving thing at the beginning is amazing. I mean, mm. obviously, we know that we know they're not doing it without parachutes, but yeah. but but that must have taken weeks yeah. and uh, and been dangerous. Oh yeah, proper, but. <laughs> Jaws meets Dolly. Yeah, it's just a bit weird. It is weird because also because she's got those pigtails on and and their glasses. You just you know they're going to go. Oh, you're so, without the pigtails and the glasses. You are so beautiful. Mm. That you know that that's what they're expecting us to think. Yeah, but they don't. But then they don't do it. It's like he, I think they're trying to make her look ugly. Or, not, or to conceal how beautiful she yeah, is. Yeah, like not, but, and not blow dry her hair like a Bond girl. So they're trying to say that Jaws can only really get... You know, ugly women. Ugly women. But he's quite ugly himself, so that's fine. <laughs> and again, going back to the word of this, this podcast, it's been ruled by the word logistics, but the logistics of Dolly and Jaws having it off are just mind-boggling. Yeah, they are. And mutual oral pleasure with his teeth... <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So it's probably best that the logistics don't work for that. Probably is. You have to rule that out. I mean, you know, with those teeth. I don't want to think about no, it. I don't want it to know. Hopefully they're stainless steel. Um, so <clears throat> Bond then um, gets... They jump off the cable car. Yes. And they decide to start fucking on a hill. I know, it's brilliant, isn't yeah. it? Mind you, this is... I mean, this is... They've already had sex in Venice, haven't they? Cause they, cause they sex have, in Venice. He sleeps in Venice and he, he leaves and then... Uh, like this is just, when he susses out she's CIA. Yeah, 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 yeah. He goes through all her gadgets. And there's that whole thing where she she gets the hump because he left. Yeah. But her bags are in the hall. So mm. it's kind of like... 
What are you arguing over? Also good to see that CIA gadgets are as shit as ours. Yeah, that is re- very reassuring. And yeah. also that the CIA is so leaky that a British agent knows exactly all the kit they got. He just, yeah. He's seen it all before. But the, I, if I'd been in a cable car fight like that with mm. a beautiful woman who I'd already had sex with, mm. I would try and fuck her on a hill. <laughs> and you'd probably not be bothered when four blokes in white suits come along. Well, you know, when you're on the job, you're not looking, <laughs> looking out for blokes in white suits, are you? I suppose not. Hey. In my experience. Well, you, you, I mean, you know, if you are, you're not doing it right, are you? Well, you're not a spy. No. You said that. Yeah, well, maybe this is part of my elaborate double bluff or my training. No, but the, <laughs> but the thing is, if, you'd, if you've survived some sort of catastrophic life event, mm. you know, they're nearly killed, you yeah. might think, yeah, f- go on. No, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I've not been in any situation, but I've been, I've been parachuting, and that's really scary, and afterwards you want to, like, you want to basically... Knock one out. <laughs> well, the best thing to do is go go for a drink. Oh, I, I sorry, that's what I was going to say next. But no, but, no, but <laughs> pop to the pub toilet. <laughs> oh, come on, get him, get him in. I'll be just. A minute. <laughs> Are you using that copy of Razzle? <laughs> but yeah, then then they get put in this ambulance. Yeah, and then Bond, his plan to distract the guard is to get um, Holly to smile at him. Yeah, which works. Yeah, but that guard, that guard, seen them like uh, on it. On yeah. the job, hasn't he? So, so yeah, he's, he's probably got all sorts of weird feelings about what's going on. Thinking, and it's the seventies as well. He's thinking she's game. Yeah, because it's the seventies. Of course, uh, nowadays I'm in, a, I'm in a uniform. Exactly. Nowadays, he'd have a completely different attitude. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. As we have, as we have yeah. obviously. But <laughs> then and there, and then I mean, the, you know, Bond's lucky that those the, the ambulance that the gurneys are on come apart as well. Yeah, he's very lucky. But not so lucky when he goes out the back of the ambulance with the no. other fella and he lands in the product placement. Yeah. Was it British Airways and it's then there British was Airways, Coca-Cola yeah. at yeah. one point? And yeah. Bond's always been bad for that. But then, not subtle, is it? No, and then he just goes, oh, well, she's been kidnapped. I'll just dress up as Clint Eastwood and ride off on a horse. That's a really weird moment. But the, but this is this storytelling we talked about, and then this happens, then happen, that yeah. happens. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And we, we, know she, we know she'll turn up later. We're all right with that. That's cool. But I used to quite like the strange quality as a Bond. Like, in this and Spy Love Me, they do similar things where he would just go, oh, I'll dress up as a cowboy and ride to this South American yeah. place. And M's office has suddenly moved to this South American yeah. place. A monastery, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you've got karate monks. You've got karate monks and you've got, like, a melting Mexican bloke in a sombrero with a laser. But that, that just shows, you know, this is clearly a well-financed operation, the Double O Project. Q's gadgets are there again. I can't yeah. remember which ones there are in this one. There's the, oh, there's the, uh, the Bolero thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. blow people's heads off. Yeah. Well, what's that called? A bolus? Is that called is a it, bolus? Well, I say Bolero. I meant bolus, sorry. That, uh, but I like that, though. That, yeah. It, because they've ditched... They're not, it's just, don't worry about it. It's not going to be real. It's uh, exactly like that from Austin Powers. Of course they move the office. Yeah. They knew he was in Brazil. But I like that. They do that in quite a few, like in yeah. um, Man of the Golden Gun. They're on that sun- half-sunken ship. Oh, God, that's brilliant, though. Yeah. And that set's fantastic. Mm. That, I mean, that this is why I think the Roger Moria bonds are so great, is because yeah. they just say, yeah, it's a fantasy. Just roll with it. And it's Ken Adam just going... Yeah, 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 going bonkers, yeah. Going yeah, absolutely yeah. bonkers. Like, yeah. In the previous one, he built that huge submarine set, and in this yeah. one, you've got Drax's moon base, which yeah. just looks... Yeah, yeah, it's all amazing, stunning. yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bond gets given his boat, and he goes out on his boat, and then uh, he gets traced by Jaws again. It's another one of these instances where Bond is found instantly. Yeah. Immediately found. Yeah. Patrick Stewart was asked about Star Trek. He said, why do the Enterprise crews have so many adventures? He goes, oh, well, you know, they missed out all the, you know, the rest of the time. 90% of the time we were just tooling around space. Nothing happened. It was really fucking boring. Mm. So apparently it was his, was his brilliant answer for that. So maybe they've cut out... The bit where Bond's just pottering around and he can't find what he's looking for. I have to say, though, in 2017, Drax's plan is appealing. Yeah. To go up to space, blow everything up, come back, start again. Well, I mean, it it has stuff to commend it, doesn't it? It does. And it's very much like the the plot in um, Kingsman. Yes. The Samuel L. Jackson characters in acting, isn't it? Because the principle's exactly the same. Is that but that that scene that whole that action sequence? I mean, that's the other thing is they just tee you up for an action sequence and, and mm. off it goes. And that action sequence with the boats is fantastic. It really is, and and all really happening and few models because the models in Spy Love Me that that little boat that jumps out of Stromberg's. Oh yeah, that didn't look good. Did and it? Suddenly, and it cuts from a boat to an a, a boat with some action. Yeah, you see it. like three mannequins tied it down on really it funny. as it plops down in the water. Really, really funny. It I mean, is really funny. I'll tell you, in HD, that is really bad. Like, yeah, really, there's three different. There is a speedboat. There's then another speedboat, and then there's the model cut in between. Yeah, and it's not good. It's not good. It's not their finest work. <laughs> you can see them thinking, "Fuck that print, print that, fuck it, leave it in, <laughs> fucking leave it in." 
<laughs> but what's good in this film actually is John Barry being back because he missed the last one. Why? He's a, he was a tax exile in the 70s. Oh, really? So he only worked occasionally in this country. But this film was not shot in the UK, was it? So no, it was shot in France. That's probably So why. maybe that's why he was back on the picture. Yeah, but here's some, some of his greatest works in here. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like Flight Into Space. Yeah. Such an amazing piece of music. But yeah, I just wanted to mention that he was back. Um, but I, I thought that Drax's plan is a bit like Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic. Because he's like taking these super cool people yeah. away. I was, I'm not suggesting for a minute Richard Branson's going to wipe out humanity. Well, he might, by accident. But it made me think he's of that. He's dyslexic, isn't he? He could press the wrong button. Oh, my God. He keeps on going about how brilliant he is because he's just dyslexic. He was in the paper again this week going, I'm great because I'm dyslexic. Or, I mean, maybe, maybe I misunderstood what he was trying to say, but he was saying dyslexic people have great potential. Yeah. And I'm dyslexic, and therefore I'm great. He sort of uses that, you know, that he was lucky, doesn't come into it. You know, Mike yeah. Oldfield never comes into this argument. No. He should have. He should, he should do. do. He should every do every argument. Yeah, every. Yeah, <laughs> but but I mean, generally. But, but but no. But Branson, it is like Branson, isn't it? it is yeah, like I was building expecting up a space fleet. Bob Geldof signed up for Virgin Galactic, didn't he? Yep. I was expecting him to be on the like trying to shag a young woman in the I background. Mean, I mean, the people he's gathered together for the purposes of populating the Earth. Well, this is something that confused me earlier on. Is that every time you saw Drax earlier on, he was accompanied yeah, by was two women. Beautiful women. And yeah. then at the end, you see them all aboard. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. Has he been trying them all out? I think so. Drax could save himself a lot of bother, couldn't he? By, by taking, like, three other blokes with him. Yeah. And then everyone else is women. Yeah. Why is he bothering with all the other blokes? I don't know. He'd probably kill them. Well, he probably will, yeah. Eat them, them, in case things go wrong. Well, there's... Okay, okay. So they're, they're there for... Their dual purpose. Sustenance. Because otherwise it doesn't make any sense, does it? Certainly no. not what I would do. No. How many would you take? Oh. If you were in the 70s and not now, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you'd have to take, I don't know, probably 144. You'd take a gross of women with you. A gross of women. How many men? Six. Six. That sounds fine. The Six. ratio works. Yeah, that works, doesn't it? Yeah. Obviously women it's aren't, not just objects. Oh, no, no. This is to pop- repopulate the earth. This isn't... This is purely to do with repopulating the Earth. Yeah, sure. It's not treating women as objects. No. This is to repopulate an Earth. And Drax isn't doing that either, everybody out there. Yeah. Who wants to have a go at him? Have a go at him with what you like, but he's not sexist. <laughs> right? Yes, he wants to kill the world, but he sees men and women as equals. Um, but, but has Bond had astronaut training? That's what bothers me. No. He's, he's quite in the centrifuge and broke it. Yeah, he couldn't handle the G-forces, but he's fine when they actually go to space. Well, yeah, but he's... He's a silverback. He's in peak physical condition. He's 52. He's with an astronaut. So that, that works. So she'll be going... By osmosis. Well, no, she'll be saying, this bit might be a bit bumpy. Clench your buttocks now. Obviously, they cut those bits out. They cut those bits out, Do you yeah, want to we... go to the toilet now? <laughs> Dad. Before <laughs> we go. Well, yeah, but how quickly would... I mean, it wouldn't take long to get into orbit, would it? Just, I don't know. What does it take? What, five minutes? Is that all? I don't know. I don't know either. I've never been to space. <laughs> Is Richard Branson on the line? He now we got the wrong wrong number. He's dyslexic. Yeah, fucking idiot. <laughs> Get Mike Oldfield on the phone. <laughs> but when um, Jaws and uh, I'm, I'm wondering about Jaws and Dolly again. Yeah. Because at the end, Jaws, as I mentioned earlier, turncoats and realizes, no, this is wrong. I don't want anyone on Earth to die, even though I'm quite happy to murder anyone you like, boss. But wait, but soft. <laughs> Does he change his mind because? The Earth's at stake. Because Drax makes it perfectly clear he's going to kill him. Oh, no, that's it. No, I'm sorry, I'm completely wrong. Drax basically says anyone who's not a perfect human doesn't specimen... Fit and doesn't fit. ...for the chop. You're fucking nearly eight foot tall and you look like a arsehole. Yeah. And your girlfriend's a bit <laughs> weird looking. She's small and her genitals have been shredded in an appalling <laughs> 69 incident. <laughs> so you're both no good to me. So, obviously, yeah. Jaws reads into that and says, hang on... Yeah, he doesn't. Jaws, do, it, Jaws isn't doing it for the sake of mankind. No. But that, that's, that's actually within character. It's that, that's the killer's self-preservation instinct rather than any great grand principle, isn't it? So I'm yeah. all right with that. Yeah. That, makes, that actually makes more sense. You should do a BBC4 show about that. <laughs> Just about Jaws, I <laughs> Yeah, you? we didn't. We didn't. We didn't want to do Bond. We, didn't, we couldn't do Bond. You should have done. Well, you should have done. I know we should have done. We should, should still do be an, on. We should do another one. We'd still be on, for fuck's sake. Don't, no, don't worry. Don't get me started on that. I'm carrying the torch no, now. No, you are. Worry. You're doing a, a wonderful job. See, hear that? Put that on the posters, lads. Yeah. I mean, why did they take Jaws with them anyway? Well, this is the question. If he wasn't, you know, part of the programme, maybe just for a day out. Because you could just say to him, oh, you're on the next space shuttle. Yeah, yeah, just wait here. You wait here. You're on yeah. the next one. Maybe he had a really big chair he wanted to test. <laughs> <laughs> 
Or he hadn't really had a proper look at him. No. Maybe he'd never been in the same room as him. Well, yeah, because he's just he's hiding by phone, hasn't he? So Maybe he's only seen him really far away. <laughs> and he's got up close and gone, oh, fucking hell, what have I done here? <laughs> he's not coming. Um, but I wanted to know about Jaws and Dolly, because the only time you hear Jaws say a word is, uh, here's to us. Yeah. That relationship's not going to last, is it? Well, no, because they're on a thing that's about to... But no, Bond says they're going to be fine. Yeah, but what does he know? He's not an astronaut. <laughs> But you just said he was. Well, no, I said he was sat next to one. Maybe there's a scene cut where Holly said, by the way... By the way, they're toast. They're <laughs> fucked. Oh, I better tell them he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, if they if they did die, then good, because mm. he's an evil man. Yeah, yeah, he he's, a, ba- he's a bad laddie. He killed Julius Swaler's dad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't return, does he, Jules? They obviously decided no. they, that had run its course, hadn't they? He probably, I think he hated wearing those metal teeth, didn't he? Because he said it was like um, when you have a dental x-ray and you feel like you want to be sick the whole time and it's in your mouth. Oh. I mean, he's a good adversary, though, isn't he? It's, yeah. it's, it's right, isn't it? You know the bit in the alleyway where Bond's gone in the building and that 12-year-old girl yeah. is there and Jaws slowly walks up the alley with that giant clown head on? Yeah. That terrified me when I was a kid. Yeah, that, and, he's, and he's going to bite her neck out. Yeah. Well. I mean, it, even though he could that. just strangle her. Well, he, there's bits in this film. I mean, he picks... Roger Moore up later, and there's an, in the Spy I Love Me, you see it as well. His hands are as big as Roger Moore's head, and he, when he bonds in the water and he picks him out of the water, yeah, yeah. his hands cover his whole head. And that's terrifying if you're a child. That yeah. James Bond's head is as small as this man's. Well, not as small, but yeah, the same size. Yeah. The thing is, that, that all the elements are present and correct in this film. That's what I like about it. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think, um, obviously, because this film was so expensive, and I think after this they decided to dial it down a bit. And they got a new director for the next one, which we'll talk about another time. But yeah, he yeah. was very keen to ground it again. And I think they lost something there. Yeah, big mistake. But it's like that old Stuart Lee routine, you know, once you've been to the moon, once you've been to space, you come back and like, what do you do next? In a way, why Buzz Aldrin had his nervous breakdown and became an alcoholic. Yeah, what from watching Moonraker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I'd get a shag. I didn't know I'd get a shag. <laughs> Neil wasn't up for it. Um... Because I think that there's a magical element to these 70s Bond films yeah. that in the 80s they lost. I yeah, think. completely. And, uh, you know, even like Man with the Golden Gun is silly, but quite yeah. magic because you get the flying car, you get Bond's car doing loop-the-loops. Oh, yeah, that ruins it. Well, I won't talk about it. We've done this in a previous yeah. episode, but... You know, these, these are all things that are lost once yeah. the 80s comes into view. Yeah. And they decide, right, we're going to go back to basics. And I think you can't do that with Roger Moore. No, you can't. Because it's all lifted off, isn't it, into a, an openly fantastical world. The moment you... I mean, it's a view to kill. It's, it's about Silicon Valley and computer chips. Yeah. You, shut the fuck up. You know, like, we, we had a guy who was going to poison the world with an orchid yeah. from space. Yeah. And you're bothered about chips in phones or whatever. Like, for sh- no. This is sort of... um. I mean, this is where the recent ones, are, there was Quantum of Solace, which I actually enjoyed bits of, but the, mm. the, it's a plumber, basically. The bloke's the utilities, it's a plumber. Yeah, he's hiding obviously, water. He's hiding water. Obviously, you, people will die of thirst, but it's like, it's not as... It's not world domination, no, is it? No, it's got I mean, to be world domination. You, you, I, I can't think, actually. I don't think there's any villains after Moonraker who are solely on world domination. It's always like a MacGuffin after this. Yeah, it tends to be. I mean, what I do love about this film is it's got Bond plot two, which is technology stolen. Yes. Which is, or oh, that's the Thunderball plot, isn't it? Yeah. Technology stolen at the start of the film. The Russians and the Americans, the Russians go, it wasn't us. The Americans go, it wasn't us. And then, of course... We have to investigate. We, the British investigate. Yeah. Why? Why the Russians aren't investigating the America? I mean, you know, obviously well, we're polite, I suppose. Yeah, it's because we're dependable and we're reserved. Reliable. We reserved. don't like to shout about things. Uh, <laughs> I was going to tell you yesterday, but I didn't want to show off. But we did find the shuttle. Yeah, absolutely, uh, we found it. Yeah, but this and the, you expected it. To be. This film and the one before, like you say, this one has echoes of Thunderball and stuff. The one before, like the Spy Love Me, is a rip off of You Only Live Twice. But I don't mind that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're bond things that yeah. they should use more and i think where they've tied themselves in knots going forward is they tried to make things that are perhaps too clever or strayed from the brief a bit well or more like espionage yeah. <laughs> fuck espionage <laughs> yeah, i yeah. want horses with planes coming out of their ass exactly and shuttles and <laughs> you know men with metal teeth. but the other thing they also did was i mean you look look, look john john cleese's um disastrous stint as q which i just think is where a thing that was played as quaint mm. And camp in a, in a sort of... Um, lovable uncle way. Lovable uncle, understated way. Yeah. Also, it, he was like a like a British expert 
upper middle class enthusiast chap. It 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 works. Whereas that's who Cleese had spent his life taking the piss out of. Yeah. And then you you put him in doing it. It completely falls apart if you play it for laughs. Who they should have got? Heinz Wolf. He would have been perfect. Well, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then and then we'll then we'll take it right because yeah. because that's who he is. It's Heinz Wolf. You know, obviously he wouldn't be Heinz Wolf. No, but you, well, maybe he'd be Q. Maybe with a umlaut over it. Yeah, yeah. So Drax gets thrown into space at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is, you know, he got his wish. Dies the. I mean, that's. I mean, that's also really, really good. Is it? Is it's. It's essentially an unspectacular death. Yeah, isn't it? You did get two two jokes. It's a twofer. Yeah, it's. He's easy. I mean, I. I think he's the best realized of the megalomaniac Bond villain types since Goldfinger. Maybe I agree. So, very memorable. And once you start unpicking everything he says, it's just a gold mine. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> you know. Oh, this is actually one last thing. Go on. How many times has M witnessed Bond fucking? Because in this one, he, you know, just attempting re-entry. He's having space sex. The thing is, I mean, there always, just, there always used to be the thing with the special in there. They get some dust in the control panel, and it was short circuit something, so it would go wrong. Yeah. It grounded it. I mean, there's jizz floating around. <laughs> In this space shuttle, it's going to get under a button. It isn't is. It? it is. And they'll be trying to fire the parachute when they land, <laughs> and it's tacky with. Yeah, that's not a nice image, is no. it? No. I mean, attempting re-entry. That's the sort of ten-year-old's idea of you, sex: is you put it in and you take it out, and then you put it back in again, and you take it out, and then you put it back in again. The only way that joke works is if you cut back, and it is Robin Asquith, <laughs> covered in subs. <laughs> Because, you but know, Crystal they, Wood, you can take the man f- out of confessions. How did they film that? Did they hang them upside down? How would they have shot that? It was all on strings. God. Yeah. He said it was very uncomfortable. Raise your eyebrow, wouldn't it? Well, you literally raised your eyebrow as I said that. <laughs> <laughs> but we've no, M's seen him fucking loads. M's seen him... There's the times we've seen M see him fucking. Mm. And then there's the times M's seen him fucking. They've got a whole... There's a whole other thing going on. It must be like, you know, some parents have kids who are like, Always getting their knobs out. Yeah, you know, like when they're li- when they're little. Yeah, you know, like walking around with their hands in their trousers. Yeah, it must be like that for him. It's like, why do I? Why does he always have to make me watch him having sex? I don't want to see it anymore. <laughs> Memorandum to Bond <laughs> from M: Stop making me watch you have sex, especially anti gravity sex. <laughs> I've seen things now. He'll be like, <laughs> the thing is, again though, if you just saved the world. Oh, right, here we go. Escaped certain death. Cable car. It's like This is like the cable car... Times a million. Times a million. Yeah. So you absolutely would be... Well, come on. You'd have a lob on. I mean, although, you know, she'd say, well, I saved the world, actually, so you need to see to my needs first. I mean, whose needs are being seen to? Well, the viewers. <laughs> but he'd also, M's. He'd also have He's that. done it because he knows Em will be watching. Oh, I'll yes. get him with this. I'll get him this time. <laughs> I'll go for ages. We've reached the point of the show where I ask you the quick fire yeah. questions. Who is the best Bond and what is the best Bond film? Roger Moore, Moonraker. Perfect. Uh, who is the worst Bond and what is the worst Bond film? The worst Bond film? Fuck. I think it's the last one. The, the name of which I can't even say. Spectre. Yeah. yeah I think but he's not the worst Bond. I think the worst Bond is Pete Brosnan. Pete Brosnan. Mm. Good. Uh, who would you have as Bond next if they recast it tomorrow? Well, I think if it's going to be blokes who have to hold their guts in, I'll do it. Yeah? yeah. I think you make a good James Bond. I think I'll be all right. But obviously, they're not going to ask me. Mm-hmm. So probably um, Martin Compton from Line of Duty would be a really funny James Bond. I thought you were going to say Clunes. That too. Or uh, what's his name? Um, uh, what's his name? Is rumoured Chris Marshall. Well, the next Doctor, that would really annoy everybody, wouldn't it? <laughs> Especially if you played both Doctor Who and I James think, Bond. Yeah, OK. Chris Marshall for both jobs. <laughs> and he has to play the master as well. Brilliant. Okay. Um, so Bond is full of stupid names like Money Penny, yeah. Small Bone, yeah. Good Head. Yeah. Give me your best Bond lady name. A pop it. <laughs> pop it in me. <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. That would actually. That works. Uh, that, would, that would easily be in a Bond film. No problem. And this is Miss Inby. <laughs> Pop it in me. It works. <laughs> <laughs> um, and give me your best Bond film title that you've just made up. Death is all enough. Oh, that's very good. 
There was a really intense look of concentration. You've got on to, face you've got to, you've, they've got to land. Yeah. And they don't, no have to make, they don't have to make sense either. Death is all enough. That works it as a Bond title because it, it makes it sound like you've taken it from a Shakespeare quote. Just as you said it, the ghost of Ian Fleming appeared behind you and gave me a two thumbs up. <laughs> Death is all enough. Yeah. Because it, it sounds like that's been pulled out of Hamlet somewhere. It does. It really does. You should, you should write pop it. pop it in me. With Pop It In Me as the Bond girl. Chris well, she wouldn't be the Bond girl. She'd, no, be, she'd be... No, no, she'd be... A, yeah. Fodder. Fodder, yeah. 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 With Chris Marshall <laughs> forgetting to take off his Doctor Who costume. <laughs> Q, what's this? It's a sonic screwdriver. <laughs> <You> fucking idiot. <laughs> um, <laughs> so finally, you're stranded on a desert island mm. with Sean Connery. Oh, yeah. Lazen Beemore, Dalton Brosnan and Craig. Who do you elect as leader to devise your rescue attempt? And if it fails, who do you eat first? Um, Lazenby um, is in charge of the, the uh, escape rescue business. Mm-hmm. Put him in charge of that. Because he's Australian? Because he is the one clearly with the highest opinion of himself. Mm-hmm. And you want that in a leader. Self, his self-confidence is brimming to the point where he got himself fired off James Bond. It's true. That is, that is fantastic. Yeah. And that's what you want in a leader. You want someone who's going, we're going this way, boys, even if it's being fired off James Bond. Yeah. You kind of... Have to envy Lazenby in a way that he he was that kind of person. Yeah, apparently he's a complete. He's sort of a chemtrails guy now. Apparently. Oh really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Pretty sure of it. What yeah. like Infowars and? Yeah, I think so. I think he's kind of like. Are gay and what? Yeah, I think yeah, he's sort oh. of chemtrails and um, uh, JFK and uh, fully. He's gone fully Jim Core. And um, oh, uh, if it doesn't work, who do you eat first? You eat um, Craig first because he's in the best shape, so you'll get the best steaks off that. <laughs> And then as you grow weaker, you eat the older ones. The descending order. Yeah, because they're going to be less chewy, I think, the old ones. There'll be some more more gristle in it, but the meat itself will be tenderer. So you have Connery last. Connery's last, yeah. And um, Brosnan second. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Well, there's logic there. Well, there has to be, doesn't there? Yeah, and this is one instance where you do look into it. And yeah, it, it works. Yeah, 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 yeah. On this occasion, it works. Yeah. So yeah. Well, so Al Murray, thank you so much. No, it's my pleasure for coming on and talking about Moonraker. It was well. No, I've, I've had a great time watching it um, again and again. There's a hotel in Nottingham where I found particularly killed some time. Well, thank you so much for well, coming. It's a pleasure. Pop it in me. That does actually work, doesn't it? Pop it in me. She'd be like Japanese, wouldn't she? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's about time Bond went back back to Japan. Yeah. I was thinking that yesterday there's one place Bond has never been. Australia. Has he not been there yet? Nope. Really, they've actually not done that? They've not done a film in Australia. That's amazing. Yeah. You'd think they would. You would. And if they did a new one, do it in Australia. And they'd have to slide down the opera house. Well, it gives all sorts of Punch options. Punch of kangaroo. Ex-colonials. Yeah. Baddies hiding out Nuclear there. weapon testing site, place in the middle of the desert. So much there. Killer. Sharks. Yeah, killer animals to yeah. put in your room at night. Just give me a call now, yeah, Eon. You, yeah, I think Eon are missing a trick here. Before you phone me to tell me to cease and desist, <laughs> because I'm using all your music and uh, dumbing down, you know, talking about your property, uh, give me a call about Australia. Thanks for having me, because, no. uh, like I say, I love this film. And I'm glad we got to do it professionally. Yeah, no, it's face-to-face, it's exciting. It is. Yeah, and hopefully this is the way forward. I don't mean in radio in general. <laughs> I'm not like I've discovered something here. <laughs> Just meant for me, really. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.